Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Goodness sake, kid. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not This is the Annie Fry Show. Well, you know, obviously, this has been Trump's signature issue. And Joe is there because of Trump. He's always playing catch up. He's always plagiarizing. He's like a coworker who tries to take credit for someone else's work because he didn't do the job. I think the contrast is very stark here between the capable and the incapable. Um, it's the key difference between these two guys, you can hate Trump all you want, but you can't say he's incapable. And you can like Joe all you want and realize he's incapable. Gretfeld, as usual, saying spot on what the situation was yesterday specifically, but really is like every single day watching Joe Biden try to be the president and watching Donald Trump ironically also try to become the president once again. And it was very obvious that there's this whole ruse that is being put on in front of you. And it's the idea that Joe Biden is actually in command of 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 what is around him and, you know, the country. He's the president of the United States. And yesterday, his visit to Brownsville was more evidence that he's being handled. You watch Donald Trump. Donald Trump is standing at the fence that has razor wire on top of it, accompanied by the governor of Texas. He's standing there. And there are migrants, immigrants on the other side of the fence. They're like, Trump. And he's like, 
hey, yeah, hi, look at you over there. And, then, and, and he's waving back at him. And he turns around and he goes, even they like Trump. And that's a, that's a distinct thing that he said there that I found to be very interesting because he's he's telling you something there. Like, even they know who I am. I don't know that they really would prefer Trump over Joe Biden, but I think you might have to wait and see. We're going to have these people in our country for generations because we're not going to be able to deport everybody that Joe Biden willfully let into our country. And that's just the way the future is going to be. Joe Biden did that on purpose. And the people running the country behind him did that on purpose. Yesterday, you've heard us play Biden bingo before on the show. Kind of. You don't really hear it. We play it while we listen to the president speak. And my kids have now discovered Biden bingo. So if we're on the way home and President Biden is speaking, we I'm getting bombarded. Mom, let me have your phone. Let me have your phone. I want to play Biden bingo. Yesterday, we got our first bingo. I was pretty excited about that. And I'll tell you, the spaces that we filled were look, really mean it. The Socialism Square, which is the center one. And why is it called socialism? Because it's free. Uh, uh, anyway, and yells. And at the end of the speech yesterday, he was just about to wrap up. He goes, we are the United States of America. <laughs> and now we're like, we all went, yells. And then he goes, I really mean it. And we celebrated in our car in the Chrysler Pacifica like we had won <laughs> the Super Bowl because we got a bingo. We took a picture and, and uh, documented the moment. I do. I do. The um, State of the Union is a week from yesterday, and I think we're going to make some more Biden bingo cards available so that you guys can play with us on that night. That'll get you through it. It does. It, it really does change the entire game of listening to a President Biden speech. You're actually cheering during the speech because of Biden bingo. So we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get that out and stay. Uh, if you follow us on the Annie Fry Show Facebook page, that's definitely where we'll post the link. The Annie Fry Show Twitter page as well. The YouTube live chat poll for today is, have you ever been in a life-threatening situation, yes or no? Right before this show started, this is, this is, it stopped me in my tracks. I was sitting in the parking garage watching this unfold. Did you see the truck? Yes. Did you see the truck? Yes. There is a truck, a semi-truck, which I'm sure right now in Louisville is still hanging over the bridge. I'm pretty sure I've driven over that bridge many Uh times. It is, the, the truck went over the bridge, the cab of the truck is pointing down towards the Ohio River. It is somehow still wedged into the guardrails uh, and at the railings on the edge of the bridge. The truck is plummeting down. If you're in the driver's seat of that truck, you are looking at the Ohio River, which is like concrete, should you plummet into it. And right before the show started, uh, some, some EMTs and rescuers showed up, repelled down to the cab of the truck, got this guy out of the truck, and safely lifted him up onto the bridge. And I, I am, they, they quit covering it on the national news, so I'm, I'm praying that we know that there was only one person in that vehicle, but the driver has been uh, brought back to safety. And, you know, if you're thinking about in that moment where you're looking into the Ohio River that is below you, and, you know, gravity is pretty much undefeated here. You're just counting the seconds, and you don't know if you've got 10 seconds, 100 seconds, or no seconds. You're looking at what's just about to come. I wonder what in that moment you're thinking about. I wonder what in that moment is of concern to you. And I hope that if you were in that moment that there, you would be flooded with thoughts of people who you love and who love you. And I think that 
considering the story, I hope we don't get uh, a, an update that there is more to it that we haven't heard quite yet. But the story seems to have a ap- happy ending in that the driver was rescued and, and, and the efforts of, of the first responders was quite heroic. It was really quite something to see. I, I, I think it's an interesting opportunity to reflect on that kind of a moment and think about what's important in that moment. I have heard recently multiple people, very high, high, high profile people speak on the lines of Joe Rogan. Here. But I think as time rolls on, people are going to understand the need to have some sort of divine structure to things, some sort of belief in the sanctity of love and of truth. And a lot of that comes from religion. A lot of people's moral compass and the guidelines that they've used to follow, to live a just and righteous life has come from religion. And unfortunately, a lot of very intelligent people, they dismiss all the positive aspects of religion because they think that the stories are mere superstitious fairy tales that, you know, they have no place in this modern world and, you know, we're inherently good and your ethics are based on your old moral compass and we all have one and that's not necessarily true. We need to, we need Jesus. <laughs> I think for real. Like if he came back now, it'd be great. Like Jesus, if you're thinking about coming back right now, now's a good time. Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Now's a good time. Joe Rogan's not a known uh, Christian. Joe Rogan is not somebody who has come to the fame that he has, the most listened to podcast that exists, I believe. He is not somebody who has spoken a lot about a Christian faith or a faith of any kind. In fact, I believe him to be a pretty professed atheist. When you listen to him here at the end, listen to how he says out loud, I think we need Jesus. Then, you know, we're inherently good and your ethics are based on your old moral compass and we all have one and that's not necessarily true. We need to, we need Jesus. <laughs> His laughter to me is is almost one like he's saying it but he's hearing himself say it. It's almost an out of body experience for him to be like how did we how did I get to here? Like this this I know this might sound really ironic for me to say presuming that I'm uh, speaking for Joe Rogan, but we need Jesus. You probably expect me to say that. Uh, but to hear Joe Rogan say that, if anything, from an entry level, if you're somebody who is on the lines and the walks of a, a Joe Rogan agnostic, atheistic, I, I wonder how many people out there, it might not be Jesus for you. It's definitely Jesus for me. But I wonder how many people are looking around right now. The world is on fire in every nook and cranny. You can be close to great conflict pretty much anywhere you go. And I think that one of the scariest things that is addressed by uh, both presidential candidates trip to the border yesterday, that the biggest fear for many of us is what is boiling under the surface on our own soil, our own earth here in the United States. But the idea that this can't be it. This This can't be it can't just be about me and my feelings today. And that might be a secular walk for you. Maybe you've you've peeked around the corner like it sounds like Joe Rogan is doing. Like, what are these? What is this Jesus thing? And looking into it. It might be a different walk of faith for you. But at the most bare minimum, and I'm talking from a secular cultural place. 
The idea that you individually aren't enough, that you need something else, that you will never, ever, ever be fulfilled from within yourself. And like I said, I, I and and if you are a frequent flyer on this the show, you know that I'm a Christian. I talk about it. I'm not ashamed of it. I try not to beat people over the head with it. I understand that everybody else doesn't walk the same faith walk that I do, and I respect you, and I'm grateful that if you don't and you're here, I appreciate that you are spending time with me, and I want to spend time with you. But we can't get through a society and a culture that is driven only by how many eyeballs are looking at me, how many likes are on my social media or subscribers or whatever it might be. Those things aren't bad, but they become bad when we worship them. If you feel like you don't have a faith or a religion, then chances are you've been told and sold that you are at the epicenter of your religion. We're, we're actually told to worship ourselves, to be in a position where everything that we do and everything that we say, um, you know, <laughs> there was a song that Lady Gaga wrote that you were born this way. And then ironically, a few years later, we were told that that might be kind of true, but maybe fungible over the course of time. You will never fulfill yourself with yourself. You will need to have a friend. People thrive in healthy families, in family units, in communities where you are in uh, and around like-minded people, not same skin-colored people, not same uh, income kind of people, not even same faith-based kind of people. When you're in community with somebody else, you have the opportunity to grow because you have the opportunity to teach somebody something, but you also have the opportunity to learn. And you might learn from somebody something about them that actually makes you go, well, that made me learn a new thing about me and this thing that I thought I believed, I believe it even more now because I've experienced something else out there, a different, an alternative, whatever it might be. Joe Rogan coming out and saying, in a way that seems shockingly ironic to Joe Rogan, I think we need Jesus. That's a really wild development for me to observe from where I sit. There are other, uh, Russell Brand is another one. He's like, Russell Brand is super into Lent right now. And I know a lot of Catholics and Lutherans and stuff that are passive on Lent right now. But Russell Brand is going head first into the idea of these 40 days. And, you know, Lent is something that's on the church calendar for some people. It's not on the church calendar for everybody. But, you know, Lent isn't part of the theology that gives you, punches your ticket to get into heaven. It's part of the story. Um, it's part of the understanding and the experience of what Jesus went through and the temptation he went through and what he sacrificed for us because we would never have amounted to what we needed to amount to for our own salvation. That's the Christian walk there. And that is a self-denying walk. You can take that, you can look at it from a religious standpoint, but again, stepping out and looking at it secularly and saying, here are these very high-profile, influential people starting to come into the mainstream and talk about maybe not being so self-aggrandizing. To me, is the secular first step to getting back a sense of decency and normalcy and understanding among neighbors. 
And I'm just, I mean, I'm, I could be talking about the person who lives at the address next to your house. It doesn't have to be your, your, um, it could be the person in the cubicle next to you. We are a self-obsessed society and it is a plague on our society. We are killing ourselves, actively choosing to kill ourselves from within because you're not allowed to tell, you're not allowed to say or to think or to, to do anything that might insinuate that maybe it's unhealthy to be overweight. Maybe it's, um, you know, unnatural to have a certain level of anxiety and that should be something that should be attended to and, and be addressed. A lot of these things that used to center around the idea of what normal is, they've tried to erase the idea of normal. And maybe what they needed to do is erase the jerks out there who want to treat people who don't fit the societal standard of normal Treat those people with hatred. You can, you can treat people with love and disagree with how they're living, disagree that what they're doing is what's best for them. I've had people do that with me because they're not Christians. Or they think that maybe something that I'm doing isn't what's best for me, and we have different principles. We have different priorities in our lives. They care about me. We disagree on the things, but we still care about each other. We forgot in this whole, like, what is normal and what is abnormal erasure that we do have to approach all of this with love. And the most ironic thing is that the most aggressive people on these issues use flags that, that say love and the word love as a way to organize hate. If you are in a semi truck hanging over a bridge in Louisville, Kentucky, staring at the Ohio river, are you wondering who's going to run for president? if Joe Biden drops out, are you thinking about somebody who's close to you that you wish you would have spoken to? Speak to that person. I, I, I it, was, it was like, if you haven't had a chance to see that rescue, you should go find it because it will lift your heart and your spirit. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, Brad is going to walk us through what I missed. Um, and Ryan's in here too. You got Wiggins America, the B or not the B at 1245. You, we got it ready. I think the Babylon Bee has been popping something real big this week, and I've read a lot of them. There's been some really good ones. And I keep, I, I, it's so hard not to bring them up. I, yeah, I'm trying to find ones that maybe you haven't seen, but also get the best of, too. So. I was going to say, I can, no, I'll just pretend. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that one was real. That's at 1245. Brad and what I missed this week when we come back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. I'm looking forward to talking to you, Brad and Ryan, both about this because I think I know the answer to this question for you guys. Have you ever been in a life-threatening situation? Yes or no? That's the Annie Fry YouTube live chat poll. I would love to hear your story if you want to share it with us. Yes or no if you've never faced anything like that. On the Annie Fry YouTube channel, we'd love to have you come vote. The poll shows up right in the live chat of today's live broadcast. Now let's get to what I missed this week. What did I miss? What did I miss? All right. So this is that segment where Annie gets the stuff that falls on the cutting room floor, and I play it for her, and we react to it. So I want to start with uh, the first cut there, Annie, number 14. Have you guys heard what's going on with Carrie Lake and Megan McCain? Yeah, they're just slapping it out. It's this is amazing. This is news to me. So I'm gonna we're, we'll just walk through this audio and we'll tell the story. So go ahead and start with as that a McCain story. Republican. I like to think of myself as, and, and I, I I considered Senator McCain a friend. What changed uh, when you told me that you know uh, and other McCain Republicans? I know Barry touched on it briefly that that uh, we weren't welcome. Why am I welcome now? And and what changed? Is this Bruce speaking? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, that's not what I said. It was said it was a joke that was said a year before the election when I was taking an incoming, a nuclear bomb style incoming of tens of millions of dollars in attack ads from a McCain Republican. And it was said in jest. And I think if John McCain, who had a great sense of humor, would have heard it, he would have laughed. Okay. So, Megan, uh, well, first of all, Carrie Lake had said, I don't want any McCain supports. And and Carrie Lake and John McCain's family have been having this ongoing feud because she insulted Megan McCain's dad. Um, after she went on this radio show with Bruce and Gatos, it's called Outspoken, she tweeted out to Megan McCain. She's like, hey, can there be a peace between us? And I couldn't find audio of Megan responding, so I substituted this one. Cut 16. 16? <laughs> that was Megan McCain's response, but that's actually the alien from Independence Day. So, <laughs> so Megan McCain is not having this piece. And then at CPAC, a reporter asked Carrie Lake to respond to that from Megan, and that's cut number 17. It's like, what's your response to Megan McCain telling you no peace? In response, she said no peace, and then you know the word she used. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I really do want peace. I, I do want to come together. I don't want to fight with Americans. There's too much at stake right now. I don't want to fight with Americans. <laughs> Quick carry, Lake. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I just listened to this, and I'm like, what did Carrie Lake expect Megan would say? I, I don't know, but it. I, I liked her response there. Well, she I has mean, to have the right response. She sounded like an adult who's trying to run for office. Carrie Lake? Yeah. She sounds okay. like somebody who's trying to run for office. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh, crap, I need these people's votes to Nobody win. Nobody who wants peace for real does it on Twitter. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, I don't think that Car- Carrie Lake is not going to be served by any. She's not going to get people who are John McCain supporters to mm-hmm. come over and be like, yeah, maybe we misunderstood you. She's in Arizona. She 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 put the shovel in that that hole and dug it herself for the McCain people. And I mean, you could pick your battles. Maybe when she was running for governor, she thought that the 
situation between those political royal families of sorts. Uh, Carrie Lake's not a royal family, but the, if, if you want to pick a fight with the McCains, I'm sure that, that the push there had something to do with the fact that she thought that there was an advantage to doing that. And Carrie Lake didn't have to do that. She didn't have to make it public. And Megan McCain is a, a fighter. And she mm-hmm. is a defender of her father um, exactly the way a daughter should defend their father, which means it's more heart than head. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame Megan McCain for defending her father. I think that her father was incredibly detrimental to the Republican Party in dramatically impactful ways. And if if you're defending John McCain and you aren't blood related to him, I would like to talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah. But if you're Megan McCain and you're you're standing, you know, b- beside your dad, I would do the same thing. And yeah. I and I would do it to my own detriment. And I, I would shockingly not back, back down from that. So <laughs> Carrie Lake needs Megan McCain and the McCain family and the McCain supporters to support her. It's yeah. You can't you can't be like, oh, it's election year. Let's 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 make peace. Let's do it for the people. <laughs> I, I, I think it's all nasty and ugly, but I, just don't, yeah. I don't really blame anybody in that instance. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I don't like Megan McCain should be defending her father. It's it's her dad, and there were some nasty things said about him, even though he did some nasty things back. But uh, the next clip is from Winsome Sears, and she is my probably one of my favorite women in politics. But she created a dust up in the Virginia Senate, which cut cut eighteen. Senator may state it. Madam President, how many votes will be would it take uh, to pass this bill with the emergency clause? That would be four-fifths, Senator. And what would be the exact number for that, uh, Madam President? Yes, sir. That would be 32. Okay. So it sounds innocuous, but then you listen to the first part. That is Virginia's, I believe Virginia's first trans senator, uh, male-to-female trans senator, and... Winsome Sears said, yes, sir, and referred to that. And that person immediately stopped what they were doing and stormed off the the Senate floor. Do we know when this person transitioned? Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly when this person transitioned. Do we know if Winsome Sears said, sir, on purpose? Well, I don't know. I mean, listening to it, it doesn't sound like she did, but... Do you, what do you want, you want me to play the next one? Uh, yeah, go ahead and play uh, cut number nine. I am not here to upset anyone. I am here to do the job that the people of Virginia have called me to do, and that is to treat everyone with respect and dignity. I myself have at times not been afforded that same respect and dignity. But in this body, and as long as I am president of the Senate, and by the grace of God, I will be treated with respect and dignity, and I will treat everyone else with respect and dignity. So this was after they had to call a recess because they couldn't get the vote in because the Democrats then jumped on that moment and started an uproar and created a bunch of ruckus on the Senate floor. And Winsome Sears had to come out and basically lay down the law to get everybody under control. And I guess what I'm looking at here is is I see somebody who is is a strong person, a a strong will, and she's like, if you want the respect that you're demanding, then you need to give that respect to other people as well. I just need to know if she intentionally 
she said that she she said in that speech there that she gives the respect that she demands. So that to me sounds like she was not intending to disrespect anybody. Uh, I don't. I, I can't read her mind. I haven't seen anybody say one way or the other that she was like trying to dunk on on this this transgender woman, and by calling her sir. But it's a. Uh, it's something I I can't stop thinking of the. I think it was a Florida city council or whatever and there's this transgender woman up there but the transgender woman appears to be early in the transition process and this person gets done speaking and then this council board member or something's like all right thank you sir and she's like she's like it's ma'am and then the gif like i just this is the look that i have all the time he just kind of lifts his eyebrows up and looks at at the transgender woman and tilts his head to the side nods his head once and goes about his business like it was aggressive and offensive to the transgender woman he appeared to not mean disrespect by it but understood that the situation was what it was and decided let's move on from here it's a complicated it's a complicated situation for culture for for our culture because we're in a position where whether you agree or disagree with something you're not in a position to through your first amendment articulate that without being aggressed in a pretty strong way. We don't really have the freedom of thought and the freedom of speech any longer to be disagreeable to somebody and their behavior because they'll cancel you. And it's everywhere. I mean, it's not like you're going to go. It's not like you're just going to go to New York City or Los Angeles to encounter transgender people. Transgender people Mm -hmm. are all around us. Many people who are listening right now know somebody or have experienced with somebody who's transgender. So you have to figure out how to handle this situation with with grace, but resolve. It's never okay to treat people with hate. Yeah. Bar none. And that's it, where most people are, is they're, they're going, you know what, this is an issue that I never, ever in my life have thought about, and now I'm being forced to think about it, especially in the political sphere. I mean, you talk about in Congress or in a public meeting, it's like people are waiting for those moments to to stage a walkout or to be disrespected. But most people, most Americans, I think I speak on behalf of most Americans when they when I say most people just don't want to, they just want to live. They don't want to really deal with all these issues and they don't really know how to navigate them. You're not trying to disrespect anybody. You're just going, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. I, I, I Just please tell me how to get through this because I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I think that Annie touched on something there that is really lacking in our culture today, and that's grace. You know, we always assume the worst in what somebody else says or what somebody else says about somebody else. And that's kind of the nature of where we've come politically as well as just culturally. And I think we would do well to have more grace. I mean, for the the people on the transgender side, you're asking people who their whole life have not had this issue introduced and offer a little grace, maybe assume not the worst, assume the best in people, assume that it was a mistake, they didn't mean it. If you want to correct them, correct them politely initially. Uh, the, the aggressive nature of a correction can escalate a situation. But at the same time, if you made a mistake, apologize for the mistake. I didn't mean to offend you. And it doesn't mean if you say if you say the wrong thing, and when I say wrong, it's wrong in the eyes of the person who is receiving said word, ma'am, sir, whatever it might be. If you unintentionally hurt somebody, 
you can care about the fact that mm-hmm. you unintentionally hurt them. Be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you, without having to, to you know, put a flag on your house <laughs> when you get home to atone for your great sin of of you know a misgendered scenario where you didn't even you weren't intentionally trying to say something mean. Uh, I I am female. You guys are about 39 minutes delinquent on wishing me a very happy Women's Month. Oh, wait till the two o'clock hour. That's all it is. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Celebrating my womanhood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Brad, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I <laughs> got it all ready. We're to not go. just making this up right now. All right. Well, you can have to celebrate Leah too. So make sure she's involved in that oh, as well. We, we were planning on it. Yes. In, in a big, big way. Yep. Yes. The way men are now supposed to celebrate women. <laughs> so it should just be you insulting yourself. <laughs> that's that's feminism now, right? That's right. Just making sure men know their place. Oh, I can't wait for B or not the. <laughs> I got a story that speaks I, to this. I, I'm 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 all excited about it. But I mean, the idea that I have been in scenarios and situations where, because I'm a female, I have been treated differently. Mm-hmm. Because I'm white, I've been treated differently. Um, there are scenarios where you go, you might know what it's like to be older and know that you're being treated differently because you're older. Everybody has a sensitivity to something. Everybody is keenly aware of the things that might rise to the attention level of someone else that they might come to you and criticize you about. And I know people who are not okay with the fact that I am a Christian conservative, that I am somebody who openly, professionally (laughs) is conservative, and they dislike me for that. I don't dislike them. I'm sorry that that is relationship ending material, but I'm not going to require them to pledge allegiance to me because I am something that they're not. And I understand that they don't agree with the things that I have chosen for my life or the things that I believe are innately inside my, my person spiritually that lead me to think the things that I think. I don't have the right to go out and push that on somebody else. I'd be happy to sit down and talk with them about it to explain why maybe where I am on what I am is how I am. But I don't get to shove that on someone, and I certainly don't get to uh, accost them or scold them because they haven't aligned with everything that I am. And that is the way it is right now with the transgender movement. It is an incredibly small portion of our society that experiences this, the portion that experiences it as being in relation with somebody, a a family member, a friend, a significant other, whatever that is transgender, that, that circle is a little bit bigger, but it's still a very small amount of people. And we need to treat those people with grace and respect without sacrificing whatever it is that we believe for whatever the reasons we believe. We can't, you can't be hateful. You can't be aggressive. You can't be violent, but you can believe differently than they do. And the more casual you are about it, like you said, we're just trying to live our lives and move on. Mm-hmm. Not have to feel like every corner you turn, someone's got a spoonful of of equity to shove down your throat. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard because you're in a, in a spot now in America where you have to take stands on things that you never in the past had to or wanted to and you still don't want to. And I, but you and, almost have to. And I suggest that you don't have to. You can think in your head. And not have to say with your mouth. You can keep that to yourself. It's like sure. your First Amendment right to not speak. Sure. <laughs> sure. We, mm. 
All right, let's get to be the month to be. Let's do it. We have a story that we're waiting on. All right, Ryan's taking over when we come back. Our favorite segment of uh, the week, the B or not the B. Ryan's going to give us some headlines, and we're going to decide if it's satire or real. And that blurred line in between makes it difficult to determine from time to time. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! The B or not the B. Ladies and gentlemen, these are stories that are either satire or real. You have to tell me whether each story that I read to you is uh, real or satire. That's the way it goes. That's the B or not the B. I'm going to start with... <laughs> that was like described one way, A to B, and then B, B to A. a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, about halfway through it, realize you need to just kind of circle back and circle start back, from y'all. the stop. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh... By the way, happy International Women's Month. Thank you. That's not the first time you're going to hear that this <laughs> this month. I'm going to say it pretty much every day. All right. I hope so. Starting with this story for 31 days in this month. Yep. Here we go. Report. Mansplaining down, but woman confusion up. <laughs> what do you think, Leah? B. Brad? Oh, yeah. This is definitely a B. <laughs> Are, are we new? Yeah, we are. What is going we're not, on? We're not doing a great job. No, I'm going to say it's the B as well. It is the B. In great news for everyone, studies have shown that a campaign against mansplaining has had great results, with mansplaining now at a historic low. In unrelated bad news, though, there's been a marked increase in women being extremely confused. Oh, boy. And, quote, it's really confusing, said Tanya Stokes, a woman. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on. So while women feel better that men aren't constantly talking down to them, women also seem to be experiencing difficulty following the plots of TV shows, understanding <laughs> the latest current events, and comprehending basic science facts. Hilarious. Good ha- one. Happy, I appreciate that. Thanks. Happy Women's Month from yeah. the Babylon Bee. Yeah, I, I didn't think that was funny. I guess I was confused. Next one. <laughs> uh, tell me whether this is the bee or not the bee. McConnell acknowledges he is no longer fit to be senator, Will keep being senator. Leo, what do you think? I guess I'll go with not the B. Brad? The news is real. The headline yeah. is the B. I think it's not the B. 
It is the B. It is the B. It is incredibly difficult to acknowledge that I can simply no longer perform the duties of a senator, said McConnell. And so it is with a heavy heart that I announce I will continue being a senator for the next three years. McConnell also confessed that he no longer had the capacity to serve as the Republican Party leader and so would continue doing so until after an incredibly consequential election. There you go. That is the B. Next one. White House to begin referring to illegal aliens as newcomers. Leah? Not the B. Yeah, real. Real. It is real. This new speak comes as part of the White House's new fact sheet concerning the immigration bill that Republicans are, quote, sabotaging by not liking what's in it. Quote, the bill also includes $1.4 billion, this is from the White House, for cities and states who are providing critical services to newcomers. I wonder if they're newcomers if they've already tried this once and got sent back and then they came again. Mm, Yeah. That wouldn't really be newcomers. I don't know that this is specifically delineating anybody in particular, but it's clearly aimed at illegal aliens. just an effort to control the language. It is. It's all it is. It's really amazing how quickly the language changes. Well, they, well, it was illegal aliens, then it was illegal immigrants, then it was undocumented migrants, then it was just migrants. Now they're going to newcomers. Yeah, last I checked, it was just migrants. But I guess we're, we're moving on from that now. Uh, the minute it becomes negative, they're like, well, we need a new word. We need a new word. <laughs> All right, next one. Shuttered adult bookstores cite fierce competition from school libraries. Leah? B. I'm going to call it real. Say it again. Shuttered adult bookstores cite fierce competition from school libraries. I don't really understand, so I'm going to say it's real. It's the B. Okay. Oh. It says. I didn't really understand it either. So. Well, there's adult bookstores basically saying, well, like, we're closing because there's so much X rated material <laughs> I in. I completely gotcha. missed the adult bookstores. Yeah. I just thought it was bookstores. No. It says, quote, there's just no keeping up with public school libraries, said Vinnie Plunk, owner of, <laughs> <laughs> owner of the now defunct Crazy Vinnie's Adult Books and Thoughtful Gifts. Quote, our old diehard creeps are dying off and all the young, vibrant creeps are working for the American Library Association <laughs> and the American Federation of Teachers now. It's sad. Plunk shook his head as he boarded up his store, expressing how difficult it was to compete with government institutions that use tax dollars to make smut freely available to all. Next one. Hooray. Yeah. (laughs) It's not good news, uh, but it is satire. Next one. To catch up on today's news, man just reads two-year-old posts on conspiracy blog. I mean, it sounds like a satire, but I don't know. Yeah, B. Yeah, B. It is indeed the Babylon Bee. Quote, when I did some research, I realized all the conspiracy theorists were exactly two years ahead of the media in reporting the facts, said Bill Roach while pulling up IlluminatiWatch.com and searching old posts for current updates on politics, culture, and international affairs. Quote, this is so much easier than looking at CNN and Fox News. Trusted experts confirm that the last several years have proven conspiracy theorists to be 100% accurate on every claim they've made in that time. The experts (laughs) then also confirmed that everyone should ignore that confirmation and proceed as if nothing happened. Quote, we urge you to continue to get your news from trusted sources and avoid conspiracy theories, 
even though the trusted sources are always wrong, said media researcher Dr. Franz Brugman. Trusted or trusting trusted sources is what makes you a good person. And that's all that really matters here. <laughs> My gosh. I like how they just come up with the random names. Dr. Yeah, Francis yeah. Brugman. Yeah, just whatever. What was the other guy? Vinny what? Uh, Plunk. Vinny Plunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I got two left here. Here we go. San Francisco formally apologizes to black residents for being racist. That sounds legit. Yeah, yeah that sounds real. It is real. This is real. But it's amazing because it's San Francisco apologizing on their own behalf for being racist. In a historic move on Tuesday, all 11 members of the city's board of supervisors unanimously voted to adopt a resolution to apologize to black residents and commit the re or sorry, the rectification and redress of past policies and misdeeds of San Francisco. So they're sort of like <laughs> condemning themselves here. During the meeting, Supervisor Shaman Walton thanked the African-American Reparations Advisory Committee, which develops recommendations for repairing harm in black communities, and noted, quote, we have much more work to do, but this apology most certainly is an important step. All right. Last one. Let me know whether this is the B or not the B. Ballot drop boxes installed along border wall. B, saw it. <laughs> oh, I'm going with Annie then. Yeah, she saw it. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, that was real, you guys. No, no, no. <laughs> You're right. It's the B. Check the check the news stories two hour or two two years later. Two years later, yeah. In, in 2026, why, we'll see. That's why Biden's adding on to the border. <laughs> yeah. Quote, I'm not sure where these ballot drop boxes came from, Brownsville resident Tom Walker told reporters. Some around town think it has something to do with the president uh, Biden's visit to the border. I saw some of his folks down handing out mail-in ballots to these illegal guys who keep coming into town. Makes a person wonder what's up. And then, quote, this isn't some crazy ploy to rig the election in favor of President Biden by handing out ballots to the millions of illegal aliens that have been streaming into the country over the past three years. <laughs> Biden's spokesperson, Alexander Shepard, told the press on a completely unrelated note. Does anyone know how to say President Biden will give you a prepaid $10,000 visa cash card if you vote for him in Spanish? The last Babylon Bee article that I saw, I shared this on Annie Fry show Twitter page. Biden visits border to cut ribbon for official border grand opening. Yes. <laughs> that, one, that one thought, I found that one to be pretty funny. Let's take a quick break. A lot more to talk about in the next hour. We're going to hit that YouTube live chat poll discussion. Have you ever been in a life-threatening situation? Yes or no? Want to know what you think? You can share your story with us. You don't have to share it, but come vote and uh, let us know on the YouTube channel. Yes or no? If you've ever Face a life-threatening situation. We'll talk about our answers to that question when we come back. Don't go away. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.